Relax. You're quite safe here. <laughs> Good evening, and welcome to Rock Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show today, whether you're doing it at cnjradio.com or you're subscribed and leaving a star rating and a review on iTunes and never missing one single episode. Thank you, especially everybody who does that. So yesterday I was uh, you know, editing down and posting the latest Fallen episode of 2015 for this week's show. And of course, the news starts just piling in one on top of the other, stories about the death of Scott Weiland. Now, uh, yeah, and this is uh, a Rock Strikes 10 tribute to Scott Weiland. I'll give my commentary. It's it's not all positive, but uh, this is basically, uh, you know, my personal history of the career of Scott Weiland. This is not a piggyback, vulturing thing just because he's dead and he's trending and all that stuff. I've been a big fan of his music. Uh, you know, since uh, high school and everything, I'll go through my little journey here and we'll call it a show. I'm going to play my uh, kind of 10 personal favorite. Are they the top 10? Uh, pretty close. Uh, this is just kind of where I'm at right now with it. And, you know, I could probably do another 10 of stuff that I really, really like. And I could definitely do an entire 10 of just cover songs. I always appreciated his taste in music. He had good influences and obviously some bad influences. There was a pun there waiting not in good taste but whatever it's my show uh i'll start with this uh you know as far as the stone temple pilots career kind of the bread of that career the the first album and the last album not a big fan of those so if you're a core fan you're probably going to be really upset with me because i'm not playing any songs off of core i will be going in chronological order of songs that i enjoy uh, of the career of scott wyland and yeah, so I, I hope you enjoy the show. If you hear some things that you've never heard before and you dig, let me know what you think. I'm going to play some deep album tracks, a couple of singles that you've heard a billion times, maybe, uh, like this one. I, I don't think you can do a tribute to him without this song. It's a great rock song. I think it's a classic rock song at this point. And, of course, what we like to do here on Rock Strikes 10, not playing the obvious track you've heard a billion times on radio, but I gotta say, man, I think Vaseline's a great song. I mean, there's so many great songs. Purple is a damn near perfect album, in my opinion. I know I talked about it on the sophomore episode a long time ago. I think that was probably episode two, actually. But I think Stone Temple Pilots, definitely a band that did not choke on the sophomore album. As a matter of fact, they got better. And that's when I became a fan. I became a fan, you know, like Vaseline Hits, that's definitely the first single off of there. And, you know, I I know I was, like, fighting it still because, you know, it was a mainstream band and it was the new guard and I was still hanging on to the old guard. I didn't think I could like both for some stupid reason, but that's what goes on when you're a kid and you haven't grown up yet. But as the singles kept piling in on Purple, I just finally just gave in. I said, you know, I really like this band, so I got Purple. Uh, I eventually got Core, but I still, I don't know, maybe it's just because I'm so burnt out on the singles on Core. Maybe I've never given it a proper chance, but just not a big fan of the record. But Purple, I think Purple is a classic album. And of course, you can't do a tribute without Vaseline. And, you know, we'll go through some of this stuff here. I'll try not to talk too much. I'll give you a little bit of my personal history, like I said. But, you know, obviously Scott had, had his problems over the years. But there was those little flashes during his STP career, especially when you could tell that he was sober and he was really just going for it. Like he really, really wanted to cement that legacy of being one of the greatest frontmen of all time. And there were moments where I think he really pulled it off. And if he had just stayed on that path, he'd be truly one of the greats. It was. It's just a, a sadly a classic and cliche tale of rock and roll bullshit. Uh, but like around, around the number four album, you know, like I know there was a brief period where he was sober. And if you find footage of him from this era, like 99 and 2000, he is killing it. Uh, so I wanted to find a live version of Vaseline from that era. And I found a really good one here. 
This is uh, live in 1999 when they're promoting number four. Here is an excellent live version kicking off the show here for the Scott Weiland tribute. This is Stone Temple Pilots with Vaseline. there you go kicking off the show here with the scott weiland tribute the fallen of 2015 that was vaseline great live version i think excellent just really thrived in this era when he was uh, you know like i said if he was if he was not sober during this period i cannot tell usually you can tell especially with him i'm really not gonna try to just talk about this addiction thing but it's just such a part of his history sadly and it's a lot of could-have-beens and, and should-have-hads and all that kind of stuff. But like I said, there's a nice pocket of music in there if you can ignore all that. I mean, you know, hell, if 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 I just completely was militant about not playing douchebags on my show, then my playlist would be a lot smaller, let's just say. I can name names, but I'm not gonna. Uh, talking about the Purple album still. Great album track on here. I mean, there's so many. Like, it's just one of those albums. The singles are great. The album tracks are great. And this is one of them for sure. I always love hearing this song. It came up on the shuffle actually the other day, and I turned it up really loud. So check this out. This is Still Remains.
Right. Still Remains from Stone Temple Pilots' sophomore album, Purple. If you really just pick one studio album by them, I think it has to be Purple. Uh, the three that follow that, I really like a lot, but Purple just has it. And I think it, it must have the seniority factor going for itself a little bit. And it's that whole album that I listened to a lot in high school thing. So there's a lot of that going on today. A lot of, a lot of those kind of memories. Some good, some bad. <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's move on to the Tiny Music record. Tiny Music from the Vatican Gift Shop. And another really strong album. And this is, I, when I think of this album, I always think of the fact that they, I was supposed to see Stone Temple Pilots live. I never saw them uh, with Scott, of course. Uh, I was supposed to see them because initially when Kiss did their reunion in 1996, Stone Temple Pilots was announced as the special opening act for the entire tour, actually. Many people may not know that, but that actually did happen. And Scott had his problems, and they had to cancel the whole tour. So no KISS tour, and I never got to see STP. It was been a great time for me to see them. They were really riding high creatively, I think, on this record. And it's sad. And, and as a, you know, I guess in a twist of fate, Allison Chains was announced as the uh, substitute act. And they didn't make it either because of their singer's problems. So... Two bands I never got to see because of shitty addiction. I sound really selfish when I say that, but I, I think hidden in there somewhere, you know what I mean. I, I, I There's a message there. Um, hey, let's just get back to the music. Damn. Uh, but the tiny music record, like I said, I like a lot. I love the single Big Bang Baby. I love the single Lady Picture Show. I always think of Chris when I hear that song because we used to jam that song on the guitar because it had great chord changes and a really, really ridiculous bass line that I always loved hearing. Some good stuff in there. So pick up Tiny Music as well. And those singles, you can't go wrong. But there's two really amazing album tracks I'm going to play for you. Matter of fact, because I have a hard time talking today, uh, I've got the sinus thing going on and I'm just rambling. So let's do a couple of double shots. Good God. So, from the Tiny Music album, I'm going to start off this set with Adhesive, and then closing off with Seven Cage Tigers, and then I'll be back after that. But enjoy these two tracks. I think you're going to like them a lot.
missing Ain't the songs you're missing Two excellent tracks there from the Tiny Music Records, Stone Temple Pilots' third record, 
That was adhesive, followed by seven cage tigers. Great stuff there. Re- really, really good. And, uh, you know, Tiny Music, it's, it's got a couple of songs that I'm not huge on. And I, I, I'm pretty sure that tripping on a hole in a paper heart at the bottom of the sea. <laughs> I'm sure that's a really good song, but that's one of those songs that I got so sick of. Because they played on radio like every five minutes. So, there you go. Stop listening to the radio, kids. It'll ruin a song for you, even if it's a good one. Alright, moving on here. After that whole massive debacle with Wyland's addiction, uh, you know, there were reports that he went into rehab, and I, I made the joke around the time this came out. He put out a solo album, I believe in 98, and uh, I made a joke that he just took David Bowie albums with him to rehab, and out came his first solo album, which I actually do enjoy. It's called 12 Bar Blues. And out of all the solo projects he put out, this is easily the best by a mile, in my opinion. So I wanted to play at least something off of the solo album. So check this out. Here's a really interesting song. It's got kind of a a Russian waltz feel to it. But I I think it's really cool. And it's it's indicative of the experimental nature of his album. It's it's not Stone Temple Pilots-esque all that much. Really just in the vocals. So you want to check out something you may not have heard before, check out 12 Bar Blues by Scott Weiland. Here's my favorite song off of it called Lady, Your Roof Brings Me Down.
Alright, there you go. That was Lady, Your Roof Brings Me Down by Scott Weiland off of his solo album 12 Bar Blues, which I do recommend as far as anything he's done outside of Stone Temple Pilots. Alright, we've moved on here to the number four record, which I remember when this came out in 99, and it seemed to come out like really swiftly, like almost no promotion. It's a, it, it, it almost kind of sounds hurried on the album. Not that, not that that makes it a bad record, I feel like maybe they were like, well, we only have so much time to record this album in that just-in-case factor, so let's go ahead and get it done. And that's the kind of feel that number four has. I don't think it massively suffers for it. Uh, and there's some cool album tracks on there. Even the singles are great. Down, I think, is a great rock song. One of the great heavy 90s, you know, modern rock songs. And I like Sour Girl a lot, too. Those were the two big singles off of there, especially Sour Girl, which was huge. Uh, but cool album tracks on here. I'm going to do a double shot of my two favorite album tracks, and they are completely different. One's a massively heavy rocker, and the other one's kind of almost a signature of theirs, the the closing ballad. And I think this is, I don't know, Seven Cage Tigers and this almost kind of tie. I think Seven Cage Tigers might win, uh, but this, this last song here on number four called Atlanta is definitely a Jim Morrison vibe and a half. Like you'll you'll hear it, but I, I think that's super cool. And like I said, uh, we were talking about the covers earlier. Uh, he did they did a really cool cover of Break On Through back on the Stone Immaculate collection, which I recommend checking out. Like I said, I could have done a whole ten songs on just covers, uh, but trying to keep with the original thing, and I think it's a better tribute to you know someone's career and their legacy. So here's two songs off of number four, starting off with Sex and Violence, and then finishing off with Atlanta. Check it out. Thank you. 
double shot there from Stone Temple Pilots number four record that was Sex and Violence followed by Atlanta great ballad there like I said you can definitely hear the Doors influence on there in my opinion but yeah number four can't go wrong with that one either like I said the the middle four STP albums Purple Tiny Music number four and Shangri-La Da I really have enjoyed those records a lot throughout the years and I still listen to them I didn't just dust them off for Scott's death. They've been around consistently. And speaking of Shangri-La-Di-Da, uh, I don't have two songs off of this, even though I do enjoy this album quite a bit. Uh, there were some other songs I wanted to put on here, so this album kind of had to suffer. Non-seniority and all. But uh, this is one of those things where I'm going to play the single off of it, and I feel like, I, I don't think the single really set the world on fire, and it's a shame because I feel like this is one of the best songs they ever did, and it never really got a fair chance, in my opinion. I don't know. Maybe it was the times, you know, it was a new decade, and maybe people have moved on. But 
man, this is a great song. It's it's pure pop and really well written too. I think this might be one of the best lyrics uh, Scott and STP ever did. So check it out. Really great song here. This is Days of the Week. Monday back from the dead. Days of the Week there by Stone Temple Pilots off of their fifth album, Shangri-La Da. Also a very good listen, I recommend. It's it's not as good as the other three before that, but there's a lot of great stuff on there. I think worth a purchase. Alright, and we've got two more songs left, and we're going to finish off with these. Uh, the, you know, and like I said, if you're just wanting to get one thing by Stone Temple Pilots, if you want to dip your toe in, some people do that. Especially, you know, in, in lieu of things like this, like a death. It's it's sad, but, it, you know, it goes on. It, it, it's That's what happens. Uh, but if you're going to get one album, proper album, I say get purple. But, you know, not for nothing, but their best of, called Thank You, is one of the better best ofs any band has out there. Uh, just, you know, for a single disc, it's just solid. It even uh, amps up the core songs, in my opinion. And there's one new song on there. I know I played this on a previous episode. Uh, of new songs from Best Ofs that are actually worth it. And I felt like this song was massively worth it. Uh, I'm assuming an outtake from Shangri-La-Di-Da, but who knows? Maybe they did it specifically for the album. But this one's a keeper, indeed. And it's super heavy and, and catchy, in my opinion. So check this out. This is the new song off of their Thank You Best Of album. This is All In The Suit That You Wear.
Ride. That was all in the suit that you wear from the Thank You record, which is the best of Stone Temple Pilots. Like I said, one of the better best ofs you could find. And if you're lucky enough to find the two-disc version, the second disc, uh, it's like a limited edition thing. There may be some out there floating around, I'm sure, but the second disc was a DVD of like all of their videos, tons of live performances, tons of rarities. I think it's like a three-hour DVD. I mean, it's really long, but if you're a fan, you got to have this. If you don't have it already, it's a must. All right, and finishing off the STP chapter, you know, it's sad. I, I'm really feeling for the DeLeo brothers and Eric Kretz because I, I I could just tell. I mean, their actions speak volumes as far as their history with Scott and just the band Stone Temple Pilots. You know, back when Scott went off to rehab and they went off and Scott did his solo album and they did the talk show record, which is a fine record, uh, but... You know, it was clear that, you know, for that magic, they really did need each other. And obviously there have now been two attempts for the remainder of STP to continue on without Scott. But even getting a guy who has a name like Chester Bennington, it just, it doesn't have that same thing, at least not with the fans. I don't know if they're feeling it when they're out there, but I'm really feeling for the rest of the guys right now, especially because, you know, I, I know like another, hopefully positive reunion i felt like the the initial reunion they had was almost kind of forced and obviously it wasn't meant to last uh you know maybe they thought maybe in the in the in the back of their minds obviously thinking that if scott can finally pull this off he can finally get sober and professional and all that good stuff then they could just finally cement their legacy and get back together and finish their careers off together but sadly that's just not going to happen anymore uh, so that closes the chapter on Stone Temple Pilots. I, you know, I, I wish the best for the rest of those guys. I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, but, you know, obviously enough people bought those records. It's not like they're going to starve to death. But, you know, it would have been nice to hear some good new music with, with all the boys. But So after, you know, everybody pretty much knows this, you know, Scott goes on and becomes the singer for Velvet Revolver, which is basically Guns N' Roses. Minus Axl Rose, uh, you know, uh, enough decent members of Guns N' Roses, your Slash, your Duffs, your Matt Sorums, and, uh, you know, I, it's one of those things where when I heard about it happening, I was really excited about it, uh, you know, but on paper it sounded great, and, you know, it's funny, I uh, a few days ago I actually found some old doodles and notes, and I used to make lists when I was bored and in the record store days. And I had made a super group of a band that I would put together. And this was around 1999 or 2000 or something like that. And I actually had Scott as the lead singer of my super group. I think the rest of the guys were like Ryan Roxy and Josh Freeze and Nikki Six. You know, I think it would have been kind of a cool, a glam super group there. But, uh, you know, like I said, really excited about Scott getting the Velvet Revolver gig and. You know, the records, I don't think they delivered in the expectations of most fans. At least, I, I, I feel that's the case in my personal view. I think that they made about a one album's worth of, of great material in two albums. So, you know, say la vie. But uh, some some flashes of brilliance. They I think they really should have done, like, you know, a lot more covers that, that were officially released. There's a covers EP that they put out as a promotional thing, and it's great. And, uh, you know, I, I just think they did a really good job with that. And, and I don't know, some, most of the original material didn't do it for me, but there is a great song, another single that really didn't do anything, but it really should have. And, uh, off of their second album, Libertad, I think that's how you pronounce it. Libertad <laughs> anyway. Uh, but yeah, I think it was the second single on Libertad. Uh, called The Last Fight, and I think this is a very fitting way to close off the tribute here to Scott Weiland on the f special Fallen episode of Rock Strikes 10. It's almost kind of eerie now. I listened to it uh, over and over again last night, and I just got a chill, and it, it seems like an epitaph. Uh, so let me know what you think out there. But here you go, closing off this episode here. It's a tribute to Scott. This is The Last Fight.
Closing off this tribute to Scott Weiland here on a special Fallen episode of Rock Strikes 10. That was Velvet Revolver with The Last Fight. That should have been a huge song. And and Fall to Pieces was a great ballad too. Don't get me wrong. That's a great song. And it deserved all the success that it got because that was definitely their most popular song. But The Last Fight should have been equally as big in my opinion. I think that's a very fitting tribute to Scott there. Trying to focus on the positives now. But it's it's tough. It's really tough. So I'll I'll just end the show here. I guess I'd like to thank everybody for tuning into the show. If you'd like to access the full archive of episodes from Rock Strikes 10, all 189 episodes now, you can go to cnjradio.com. Links to the Twitter and the Facebook and all that good stuff. They're all on there. Uh, an extra special thanks to Pete and the guys from Spacebeard for your awesome outro there. Always going to play it. Really appreciate it. We'll be back with new music on the next episode. I'm planning on doing one more new music episode before the end of the year because I do my end of the year list at the top of the next year. But got a lot of other great things to play for you. So stay tuned, subscribe, and stay current. And uh, everybody out there, if you know somebody that's dealing with something really rough, uh, you know, just be there for them and let them know they have a friend because maybe that was the case with Scott. You know, so... If you know someone that that really is struggling, you know, just try to be there for them. Even if you think it's a low-level addiction, you know, you really should just snap them out of it. Because what what's the point of that anyway? All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop. But uh, I'll see everybody on the next episode. Till then, have fun.